Well, babe, we did it. We wrote a book. Yeah, man, it's it's actually surreal to even think about uh, that we wrote a book, had a baby, got married, not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <laughs> but the book is now available yeah. for pre-order, and we're so excited to share it with you. Oh, so looking forward to getting this book into your hands, to be in dialogue and conversation with all of you as we continue to liberate love from old imprints and codependent dynamics that keep us small, stuck, and stagnant. Yeah, you know, no matter your relationship status, this book walks you through what shaped you, why do you do what you do in relationship. It dives deep into your relationship blueprint, attachment styles, and most importantly, which is different than every other book that's ever covered codependency in the past, we explore the role of the nervous system in that. And the book is called Liberated Love. Yeah. Release your codependent patterns and create the love you desire. Go to createthelove.com slash liberated love to order your copy now. That's createthelove.com slash liberated love and get that pre-order in and you'll be able to get a free download of a meditation we created and a workbook that goes along with it. Much love and appreciation for your support. Much love. Thank you. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello and welcome to the Mark Rose podcast. I wanted to take a moment before we start today's episode for you to take a pause and all of us, right? To just take a pause, slow down. Maybe the momentum of the day, maybe you're listening to this as you're doing other things, going for a run, driving, doing something, of course, because we're all about the multitask and just pause, just stop, just stop everything you're doing for one second and put your hand on your heart as I do mine. And just acknowledge yourself, feel your breath, feel your heartbeat. And just think, what is something you're proud of about yourself? Breathe into that. Just acknowledge the journey that got you here to this moment. I'm sure it was a zigzag, uphill, downhill, you know, shit show. But here you are. What a beautiful thing it is to acknowledge oneself. So with that, ha, I was visiting Sedona and got to hang out with my friend Anahata Ananda. And I did a breath work ceremony while I was there. And it was bananas, to say the least. I'm really fascinated by this interplay with sort of the quantum world and the psychological world. And I think they're all important. I think they all have a role. And they're all part of our desire for deeper understanding of this mystery called life. And so in this episode, we're going to explore that edge, that mystery, that space. And what can we create from there? How do we heal in those spaces? And so let's do that. Before we get started Please, uh, one way that you can support the podcast is by giving it a five-star review and a written review. That's so helpful. And with that said, I imagine that you will leave broken open, inspired, and maybe touching a bit of what is in the unknown, the abyss, whatever we might call it. Here's Anahata Ananda. So today I have the pleasure of bringing to you someone who's been a previous guest. And although what's different than the previous time that this lovely lady was on the podcast is that I have since then experienced her work 
and been brought to the other realms, which, which I'm sure if you're listening, you're like other realms, what's happening here? Sober brought to other realms and had the pleasure of, of, I guess, putting some experiential to what is literal or language before. So welcome back, Anahata. So good to see you again and and to be here in Sedona. Last time I was on your turf that in right. in Canada and that's when we met and had we did a podcast swap then. And um and people are loving by the way. That is the most listened to episode uh of you on my Shamanjelic Healing podcast. And the, what we talked about was how to avoid relationship chaos. And it's by far the one people love the most. And then you were just on about a, a couple months ago. And it was, uh, the topic was break up, shake up, make up or wake up. And uh, people are loving that one too. And I love that we get to hang out and here in Sedona and you're just so dear and inspiring and real. And uh, I just, I love, I love hanging out with you, bro. Amen. I, I mean, I think I'm supposed to be pumping your tires right now, but I'll take the tire pump. Uh, I love being in your presence. And it was beautiful last time we were in Sedona, yeah. which was in November. Uh, I got to experience you as the facilitator and the guide. And, you know, I, what I love about Sedona and which I think, of course, is why you chose, I'm making an assumption here, a part of why you chose it as a place to be a home. I, I never really understood the desert. Growing up in a high desert in Calgary, I wasn't really involved in nature when I was young, more sports. And when I moved to Vancouver, I really experienced the rainforest and, and everything's so explicit in Vancouver. Like the miracles are everywhere because there's butterflies and ferns and music from the birds. And here... What I love is there's, it's more implicit in that I never really looked at the desert as this place of wonder, mm. but realizing that that's because in my brain, somehow wonder was only magical flowers and loud nature, as opposed to resilience and depth and shadow. And my sister, she lives in the Baja of Mexico in the winters. And I was driving with her in her car and it was shaking madly on the back roads and I said, you know, the desert has an allure that I wasn't aware of. And she said, yeah, it'll shake loose more than just your transmission. <laughs> and <laughs> the nuts and bolts of your head. <laughs> yeah. There is, and especially the Sedona aspect of the desert, because the Sedona, it's, there is a magic and a mysticism and a power and a healing energy mm -hmm. with very specific things that are here in Sedona that aren't other places in the world that amplify whatever's happening. So if you come here uh, really creative, it may amplify your creativity. If you're coming here to heal, it may amplify your healing. If you're coming here to rest, it can amplify that. And uh, so whatever is in alignment or out of alignment, Sedona is going to be an amplifier. Gets rocked. <laughs> yes. Rocked better or rocked loose. Exactly. And, and that's one of, you know, I'm super passionate about transformation and guiding people through the transformational journey of where they're contracted to liberate and ignite, expand, awaken, and, you know, reclaim that, that inner fire, that inner light that sometimes gets snuffed out when there's been a trauma or when there's been some disconnection. And I am deeply at a soul level passionate about that. And you experienced one of my favorite offerings, which is the shamanjelic breathwork, mm -hmm. because it goes so deep. And I love facilitating here in Sedona because it amplifies the work and mm -hmm. it primes people to, to be even more ready and supports with the integration. So, so yeah, what, what is something that you experienced in, in breathwork um, that, that night just a couple months ago? I would say, well, one, I sort of ended up in like a lucid state yeah. that was really, it was really beautiful. And there seemed to be like a recognition or uh, an experience of a connection to something that was greater than myself that I'd only really achieved through one being in nature, looking at a mountain or a view or a tree or whatever it might be, sort of in awe, right? I would, I would try to describe it as awe. 
and, and through psilocybin, I've mm-hmm. experienced a similar. Mm-hmm. So to do it through the experience of breath work and really just allowing my the imagery that was coming forth. Like I remember at one point, which I've had in another, I did a medicine wheel meditation once mm-hmm. at a conference. And I remember uh, seeing a samurai, which was really <laughs> interesting. Right? Is is opening up the the sixth chakra energy center, which is our visionary center, and where we're shifting out of the conscious brain that does the thinking, and you know extens- extensive breath work, you know deep breathing extensively rapidly opens the subconscious mind. So we can, if we haven't done the deeper healing, we're going to access potentially some of our core wounds. That's why it's such a wonderful experience for healing and recalibrating those older traumas. And it can also, when we've done more of the inner healing work, then it opens up our dream state, our conscious consciousness, our 5D reality, where we can start to see ourselves as a fuller potential. We can start to connect, co-create with the universe and we get to reclaim our multidimensional self when we heal the fissures of our singular self, our linear self, our contr- you know, and and acknowledge where those places have been contracted or distorted. And when we reclaim that, so much more energy, light, truth, creativity comes back online. Mm. And I've seen such beautiful transformation in just one hour with this process. And that's why I love it so much because I'm, I really enjoy transformation. And that was one of the things we were going to talk about today is just like the transformational journey and what, what, what that's all about and how we go through that and how we can go through it with ease and grace and what's on the other side of that. One thing that I remember, there were two things that I remember very explicitly from the breathwork journey. Yeah. And, and I want to mention before I say that is that had I been having this conversation with you when I was like 32 and for reference for you listening, I'm 42. So I would have said uh, 5D, six chakra, get out of here. <laughs> You're fucking high. You know, like I would have, I would have dismissed it and judged it because I didn't understand it. And I, on an unconscious level, I'd say I was afraid of it because I think one thing that I, I think we do as humans, and and this may be true for you listening is that we do not like in our denial of mortality, there is a lack of desire to explore the ethereal mm-hmm. and in the realms. And I think when I look at, no, I know, I don't think when I look at the world and the wonder, you can't make it all make sense. Like this show that's happening, you know, sometimes I look at my computer or like right now looking at you there's a part of me that goes, how is this all possible? And there's a grief that I experienced thinking that one day I won't be able to touch your hand or see my partner or my parents or whatever it may be. And of course, people have already experienced some of those losses. And and so there's sort of like a beauty to the human experience, but there's also a travesty to it. It's sort of this mutual experience that's always happening. And through breathwork, what I wanted to speak to is that it allowed me to touch that thing that's greater, that in some way brings what I can't understand with the mind that I've so desperately tried for my whole life to fucking intellectualize and let me get a paper that supports it, right? Gives a a somatic experience to something I still can't. Uh, beauty. put into words. I'm watching you as you're connecting with tears in your eyes because it's accessing something that we can't really explain or touch with the mind, which is that three-dimensional linear contracted lens. And what you experienced during the shamanjelic breathwork was the expansion of all that, the beauty of all of that. And so many people um, access heightened states of joy because that's our natural state. 
That's our natural state. Our natural state is not fear, contraction, doubt, insecurity. Those are the things that are in the way of our fully expressed self. And I love that you're saying, you know, 10 years ago, you kind of like, well, this woo-woo shit. And look, <laughs> I made fun of this. It's not I like, look, I was, I worked in New York City in corporate, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, like I wasn't, wasn't raised in an ashram. My dad was a bourbon drinking, bacon eating, you know, cowboy. You know, I was, I was, I was, you know, raised in a very different way. And this has been a journey of remembering for me. This has been a journey of reclamation. It's been a a journey of like relighting the fire inside and also reconnecting to that feeling, that essence that we're both struggling just to put linear, like, words to mm-hmm. this beauty when we're connected to that universal expression. And um, that's what the transformation is all about, is just removing all of those things that are in the way of us seeing, feeling, knowing, and embodying that so that we can actually live the life that we are capable of living and remove regret, insecurity, resentment, doubt, fear out of the picture. And if we were a lot more connected to that limitless beauty, what would we achieve and experience in our lifetime instead of living a life at the end where it was like, oh, that was it? Yeah, and, the trust. And pissed and pissed about the journey along the way right. instead of, yeah. yeah, I lived all in and appreciating the gift that touching someone else's hand is that connecting with another person's heart is to really get in this lifetime what a blessing and a gift that is so that we don't take it for granted for the relationships that we have and the impact that we can make because we're creators. We can see things, feel things. We have visions and dreams and so much gets in the way of that. And that's, that's why I'm so passionate about, you know, guiding people through the process that transformation so that dreams that are held inside the light, the passion, the joy that is held inside can be shared and experienced by the rest of us. For the majority of my adult life, I've been searching for a tasty protein powder. I've been searching for an amazing protein powder. One that doesn't just add protein to my shake, but like adds flavor and creaminess and deliciousness and all those things. And I'm happy to have found that in the Organifi Complete Protein. It's organic, it's vegan, it's also a multivitamin with digestive enzymes, so I kind of like that stack. 20 grams of protein, all in one delicious, easy-to-mix shake. It's got seven superfoods, it's 100% organic, no soy, no whey, and it helps curve cravings. It contains half of the daily recommended value of selenium, vitamin C, D, E, A, and 35% of your daily iron. And all of these vitamins are from whole foods. And so it's got pea protein, quinoa, pumpkin seed, coconut, which contains MCTs, vanilla bean for the vanilla flavor, five different digestive enzymes in every serving. It helps you digest your food, prevent the bloating and the gas, and absorb more of the nutrients that you eat throughout your day. So if you want to save 20% off both chocolate and vanilla, go to Organifi.com slash create the love and Organifi is spelt O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com. So go check it out. You know, when, when we're at our fullest potential, then we start collaborating and and creating things to make this world a better place. We start to see through our heart instead of our mind and, and a bro- we, a full heart. And all the rules. and all, Yeah, all the limitations and the can'ts. And we start to be like, there's a way. And we look at, you know, life through a compassionate heart instead of a jaded eye. Mm-hmm. And especially now, there's this pivotal time with, where we're choosing to really be all in or be a passenger on a bus that is being driven down a down down a road we don't want to go. Yeah, I think there's so much I mean so much of that being like I could hop on the propaganda train and have, be co-opted by so much fear. Right. And it's so hard to delineate till you you know taste more of the sacred mm-hmm. and you have this trust in something greater. You then are actually connected and I might be giving, you know, weird language to this, but in some way you're like connected to 
I want to use that word again, the ethereal sort of truth. And, and then you can kind of smell bullshit a little better. Well, you you become connected to your soul's knowing. You're no longer corrupt by distorted files. You're no longer corrupt by somebody else's agenda when you're really deeply then connecting to your soul's inner knowing. It becomes a non becomes a non-negotiable. And there it, the soul is it's like, powerful. When you're too. in it's that like, zone, yeah. you're able to discern what's bullshit and what is truth. And it's your truth. It doesn't matter if this person believes that or there's statistical yeah. data here because you're really reconnected to that inner soul knowing that is non-negotiable. There's a sovereignty to that choice, to that. You know, and I want to get to the sort of uh, beginning of, of that transformational journey and what it sort of wakens, wakens us to there's a knowing that's greater than what I've been, the rules I've been following. And I think it's important for you listening to recognize that you know, I, I feel like the layers just, it's like you discover one and then you just keep realizing <laughs> there are so many untruths that we've subscribed to, but the real act of courage and rebellion, it is to step out of a narrative and a collective agreement that we are all going to participate in this game in a certain way. And I, you know, we speak about this in a relational construct often on here, but it actually, that's just one of the parts of the game. But if you're in when you break out of the, this is the way relationships are supposed to be. This is the way I'm supposed to act. This is what my gender norm is supposed to be like. This is what, like my role, the box. Program, Right. The moment you wake up from that, and it can be in any area of life, it's just often in relationship, that you then start to see how you do it in the job you choose, how you choose to relate to money, how you choose to relate to your health, dharma, purpose, you know, like the other two things that I experienced in the breathwork journey were one, I love the irony of this, that I often bark at Carl, my dog, when Carl should be the one barking at me, that I needed to be a little softer with him. That's one thing I recognized. He came in and was like, hey, can you just be a little more gentle? I'm a puppy and just learning and I've done this before and been way more powerful than you. you (laughs) He's a good teacher. He's your first, he's your first son. You know, he's like, he's like, what are you first? He's he's like one of your first great teachers. uh, Tenderest heart. (laughs) I love him. And the second one was that we held our breath. And I felt like I never needed to breathe again. Thank God I did breathe again. But I felt like I was like... I felt this feeling like I was breathing without breathing, which was, I was, I remember thinking as I was in it, like, like, ah, I'm in the world, but not of the world. You know, it was like this feeling that I was between realms. It's exactly what's happening. And I know that sounds super far out, but this is one of the things about a shamanic experience and, and shamanjelic healing is, is about that. That's why I call it that here in Sedona is this experience that takes you into the shamanic journey is going into the depths and you can go in and out of your body. You can go forward and back in time. And the breath is one of those catalysts for you to experience yourself outside of yourself, to experience a fuller expression of yourself or a different perspective of a situation so that if you've had a trauma, or if there is heartbreak, or if there is grief or a loss, that you can step out of it and watch it from a different angle or see the person from a different angle to see, to see them in their wounded self or to see them as a soul that's transitioned, you know, that's on the other side. And we actually get out of when I say 5D, fifth dimensional, there's a lot more information, truth, experiences, and feelings when we're not completely in the body and limited by the mind and its constructs. By the rules. By the rules. You said earlier, wow, there's sovereignty that happens here. And there's also a freedom and an expansion because we have access to so much more. Mm. So I call it like a light body activation. And uh, I know that sounds super far out and I would have totally made fun of that before, but it's really (laughs) happening. And Well, having experienced it, you know, I think that's what's beautiful. It's like usually what we try to deny because it doesn't make sense to the mind 
is often the avenue to healing. You know, <laughs> it's like the thing I rejected most was like med- meditation, for example. Right. I was like, who wants to sit down and, and do not nothing. do anything? And, and then, it's like, of course I don't want to. My survival strategy was to be busy and gregarious and always around people because that silence had truce. I, mm. I really didn't want to sit in or, or didn't know how is maybe better way of expressing it. So when someone is, um, sort of like entering that transformational experience and maybe just the words we've been speaking have touched you listening in a way that, that it creates some sort of dissonance. And so what does that look like? Like the, the, how do you know you're entering a transformation? (laughs) Right. You'll feel it. It feels different than everything else. And, um, well, the catalyst for transformation is usually entered through two different gateways. There's inspiration fire, which is passion and dreams. And I just have to birth this, or I want to manifest this, or I'm excited about this. And so inspiration fire that creates a catalyst of transformation can come from, from that place of desire and passion. And we're, we're moving forward by choice. Mm-hmm. And desperation fire is the one most of us um, light the fire under our ass. Any of those uh, uh, late night campfires. Yeah, yeah, neither of us know anything about that. <laughs> and desperation fire is is a catalyst coming from a place of destruction, of rock bottom, like a health crisis, a divorce, or a heartbreak. This is hate my job, or I just got fired, or like with COVID. Wow, my my job, just my career or my business just completely disappeared. Mm-hmm. And so there are different catalysts that would ignite coming from a place of desperation that it's got to change. And you're, you know, what you're doing here talks a lot about the, the change that comes from broken heart or another breakup or betrayal. I work with a whole range of that with people coming here to the Shamanjelic Healing Sanctuary to, to do different works and workshops and things like that. Sometimes it is, you know, a diagnosis. Sometimes it is divorce. Sometimes it is career related. And when that happens, it shakes everything up. It shakes everything up. And now when everything's shaken up, there's the opportunity for transformation, but we all have will. So whether there's passion or pain, there is a desire to make it. There is an option, an invitation. Mm. It's not, it's not destiny. It's an option because we have choice. And so we the have hand, will. almost like the hand of our soul is being He's extended. Like, hey, like, are you ready for let something else? Do you want to fuck more shit up? Yeah. Or are you ready to, or are you ready to shake shit up? Right. Inspirational way. Right. Because well, it might be like, them, do you really you know. want this dream? Because yeah. we can talk about this dream and the invitation is there. There can be passion. And if there's no movement, it won't manifest. The yeah. dream drops and it doesn't manifest into reality. And the other option is, okay, or there is a painful breakup or a pattern repeating that is painful. And am I going to change the pattern? It's an invitation. You don't have to. Yeah. You and I, like the first time I woke up, like, you know, drunk and hung over and blacked out from the night before is not the first time that I decided that I should quit drinking. I had to really give that a go, Mark. I didn't even know that was abnormal. I know, know, it was normalized. I was was in college. I'm like, we used to say you dropped your hard drive last night. Like, you just forgot stuff. Do you know, I mean, like, it took me years of going through the washing machine of hangovers and stupidity and, and embarrassment before I was like, okay, desperation fire has ignited like a change here. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And so, in that moment, whether you're positively moving forward or from a negative catalyst, is it's like, reality time. This is where it's like, okay, this is the wake up call. And in the wake up call, there's this fertile opportunity for radical self-inquiry, really deeply, compassionately, but honestly looking at 
what is my part here? You do a wonderful job at inviting people to take accountability for what is your participation in this betrayal? What is your participation in choosing somebody that isn't choosing you? And so in the, in the fertile, fertile, beautiful time of that transformation that I know is sometimes incredibly painful and you and I and everybody listening has experienced that before, there's opportunity and there's fertility to say, all right, honesty, radical accountability time without beating myself up. How can I take accountability here? How can I be honest for how did I create this? Mm -hmm. What were red flags that I wasn't paying attention to? Where did I abandon myself? Where was I not listening to my feelings or my intuition? I mean, I wasn't paying attention to the, 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 the pains in my body or the signals my body was telling me with a for health crisis. I wasn't paying attention to the bank account before I got into money problems. I wasn't paying attention to, you know, the hangovers, whatever it is, that's the opportunity to be like, okay, time for radical honesty. Mm -hmm. And that's sometimes normally in that place when we're not ready to take that invitation, we, we shift to blame, run, hide, sedate, ignore, or distract. Those tend to be... Yeah, those are great escapes. I know. Well, Most of them are positively affirming in some way, like the high, the... Run. The run, at least you're away from the compression, pain, yeah. the pain, the, the arousal, the hiding, you know, all Blame. of it. It's not my fault. Right. Then, and there's no responsibility. So there's no weight. So those, if you've chosen consciously or unconsciously not to wake up and go through the transformation, which means we're going to go through the fires and out the other side. If you're not, you're going back in again. And, and that would be running, hiding, blaming sedating, ignoring, or distracting. Those will be ten, mo six of our most common go-tos to avoid the transformation. And it will just knock again on the door of your reality. A little louder, sometimes. Mostly a lot. A lot louder. Yeah. Usually our soul is like, call, no problem. We'll go around again. <laughs> your call. No biggie. Your I call. have no... There's no your, time for me. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, I don't... I'm cool. So, and that's where you and I have both gone in and everybody listening has gone back on the hamster wheel. Let's go around again and let's, let's repeat the same thing in another relationship. Let's, let's bring the same pattern of not having clear boundaries or not honoring my voice or, you know, sedating instead of dealing with the issues and then see what comes up. And a lot of times the consequences of those choices are what makes it worse. Because if you're avoiding and then you're, you know, spending or you're out drinking, then those create secondary painful effects, health problems, money problems, relationship problems. Those kinds of things are secondary consequences to the original thing that I'm not ready to look at. Yeah, it's almost like... the the we're so socialized and normalized to ignore the painful truths in so many ways on so many levels culturally familiarly like families are designed usually to dance around the person with trauma and the per not with not trauma the person who is traumatizing the person the addict the which is all trauma you know and 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 that's the thing is like not to make it wrong but people don't heal by denying the truth of how they are received by the world and I think because we've normalized it so much that when we are, we receive the knock on the door from the universe or our soul, it's so normal to be like, what knock? <laughs> like, who's that? Right. Did you hear anything at the door? Nope. Nope. Let's go to happy hour. Right. <laughs> and that's just so normalized that I just keep wanting to acknowledge, I yeah. keep wanting to acknowledge you, the listener, that it is an act of complete rebellion and reclamation to finally stop, you know, just to just stop and just maybe be present a little longer before you go to the six things, yeah. you know, and distract, blame, hide, yeah. do all those things. And, and I think when you can just be like, what is the invitation here? It just feels so like by the time I actually listened, I was like, this is so obvious. And I knew this years ago or months ago or whatever it might've been. Usually it was years. And I'm like, I don't have to wait anymore. Like I can just learn something 
and just make a bad decision, but I don't know it's bad before I made it, learn from it, not make it again. But I was so used to making a bad decision, pretending I didn't know I made that decision, and then keep making it, calling it a mistake when it was really a choice. And when I finally acknowledged that I was making choices rather than mistakes, one, there was grief because I realized I was choosing my pain and, and to hurt other people and also not listening. Yeah. It's a, it's, I want to recognize what you just said there is when we sit in it, because the other has been normalized, it'll feel strange and awkward and unfamiliar. And I want to, I want to be with that to, when we go through the transformation, that's why, you know, coming out of the fires, that's the discomfort that hasn't been normalized to deal with it, to sit with your feelings, to journal about it, to get help, to learn because the other has been normalized. This is the opportunity for growth to have compassion and also learn the process of self-inquiry and self-accountability, which we, none of us typically learned, which is going to meet um, and confront a lot of other beliefs, habits, lifestyle that is in complete contradiction to you growing and expanding. And so the reason why it gets uncomfortable in those times is because we're also completely facing decades of our shit at once. (laughs) And it's like, no big deal. Yeah. Like you're like, Oh wait, if it's not his fault. Oh, (laughs) wait a second, you know, that completely unravels my whole story. Because you see all the times that you avoided it, you not me or et cetera. Oh, wait, I pushed them away instead of them running away. Mm. Okay. I had participation here. And Which is both freeing and grieving. Like it's, it's like, like the freedom you have to grieve because you haven't been free before. Right. You and know? so in that process, I really want to give words to, you know, and give voice to being compassionate with yourself mm-hmm. in this process as you meet Essential. a less conscious version of yourself. As I was meeting the part of me that was a drunk imbecile and the stupid shit that I did and the people that I hurt, including myself, you know, when we go through this process of transformation, the old habit of being the inner critic and the perfectionitis may come in that beats us up for not knowing better or beats us up for our previous choices, even though, you know, we didn't know any better. And so in the transformation journey, we are, are going to be uncomfortable and we get to practice breathing through and not reach for the thing or avoid and run, but we're going to need to develop some new skills. And that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. That's where many other personal development guides are here to help with tools that you don't, you know, didn't previously have, because unless you have a different tool or a different way to analyze the problem, you'll make the same choice again. And so the growth will happen here. When the transformation is ignited and you are in, then that's when you're going to reach for resources, podcasts, information, books, Mark Groves, Anahata, Ananda, different people that, or experiences or courses that can help you with the tools that you need to process yeah. and face with compassion, yet radical honesty, what hasn't been working so you can identify the gap between where you are and where you want to be, whether that's with your health or with your relationships or whether that is with your career, your family, your life mission. And you're just the pro and the expert at really helping people with that process of identifying. You're a wonderful guide with radical honesty, humor, mm-hmm. compassion, and and like real tools to help people through that process so that, that at, in the relationship space. And, and I like to do that as well in, in these different areas so that people can make better decisions and people can really deeply come back to a sense of empowerment and creating a life that they do have more control over and not feel so victimized by their own unconscious choices. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I think about hmm, what you just said makes me think that when someone is in the moment of the radical honesty and the like stopping and the I'm ready to accept the invitation, that due to that being the rare choice of the collective, right, it is also can feel very lonely because you're like one of few and maybe because generally we surround ourselves and are in groups with people making similar value-based choices. And that's not a judgment, just a truth. And then it, we can feel that sort of like, I'm now won't belong because we all drink together. We all do whatever together. Again, not a judgment. And it's like, we then feel lonely. And I think what is powerful about experiences like this conversation or, you know, experiences of listening to a podcast like this for, for you listening. And again, I do the same. I have things I listen to and in speaking to you, that experience exists is that you feel less lonely because all of a sudden it's like, wait, so in the place that I don't want to go because I fear I won't have belonging is actually belonging. But the cool thing about that, I think, which I haven't really labeled from an verbal intellectual space is that you won't just have belonging to others still, you'll have belonging to self. And that never existed at the same time. And I think in a lot of ways, that's actually filled with so much grief because you're like, wait, so I fucking <laughs> pretended to be this and long? like shit I didn't like to then to belong. And now I experience both radical truth and belonging. Like, I can have both. And you're like, yeah. Like the whole right. matrix shatters. The whole mirror right. shatters. Then the you glass. just want to go shake everybody yes, and yeah, be like, hey, did you know you can tell the truth and be loved? And they're like, that's fucking <laughs> no, bullshit. Right? Because it used to be if you were like, if you were feeling the feels and, and having grief that or, or talking to a therapist that it was socially shamed. Right. Now, the wonderful thing it's. It's celebrated. And I love that you said you're not alone in that. And it's, and it's actually a coming home. What you just right. described to me and what I felt when I was going through my initial awakening was like, it's like the lotus that's been in the mud and, and then just kind of rises through the murky water. And then all of a sudden that, oh, so okay, I get it now. And that's the awakening. That's the crown chakra. That's the seven chakra. We're opening like, oh, I get it now. And that doesn't mean it's not still a journey. But if we can see ourselves and our stupidness and our little hamster wheel choices that, let's be honest, there's still many of them working, you know, plenty, plenty of those where just I'm still on the head. discover more, you know, you just like, figure oh, out Oh, look at me, even me sharing about this on a podcast and then go doing this other thing. Right. <laughs> and like, I think that there is right now, also along this journey, a level of humanness and a level of authenticity that isn't seeking perfection that, okay, well, once I have a breakup or once I do this thing with health that I, or this, this expectation that I'll never trip again or I'll never make a mistake again. And it's not straight line. It's a cha-cha transformation is like, wow, I get this thing. I embody this thing. Then I forget some of it. And then I'll have another wake up call. And I'll be like, oh yeah. Okay. I forgot to have be more discerning or I, I was uncomfortable about speaking my feelings here and I didn't. And so here comes just another little reminder of something that I already know. And sometimes we know and we completely go back into avoid, sedate, run, hide. And then we get another wake up call, another two by four. And that is the journey. That is the transformational process is to be allowing that every experience in our life is a classroom. What is this teaching me? What is this showing me? Right. What can, how can I learn from this? 
And which is a totally different perspective, you know, to think like, you know, I was listening to Ram Das the other day. I mentioned this on a previous episode that he says that where normally we are taught that suffering is to be avoided, we start to experience suffering as grace. Yes. It's, it's, there's, inf- there's, hmm. there's intelligence. When I get pissed, I'm like, ooh, this is, this is important. <laughs> you know, like, ooh, pay, pay attention. Yeah. Because for me to get really irritated and really like anger, like I appreciate sacred anger because then I know if I follow the clues, if I follow the gluten-free breadcrumbs, I will find... The gluten-free bread. How's Sedona? Exactly, right? Yeah. If, I find the, if I follow the amethyst crystal trail... <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. There's a Sedona yeah. for you. But if I, fo- if I follow the trail, I'm going to find what's out of alignment, what is overdue, what is not in alignment with who I am becoming, which does with anything that doesn't fit anymore or an old pattern or an old belief that is no longer sustainable. So when I get in that sacred rage, irritation or frustration, I'm like, okay, it's about to get better because I'm about to fix something that is a crack in the foundation that is only going to get bigger unless I look at it. And so it makes journey so much more graceful. It doesn't mean that shit doesn't happen and that like, doesn't mean COVID didn't happen. I mean, my business went completely sideways a year ago. And what happened in that, I gave myself full permission to have two full days of tantrums. Just, you know, I gave (laughs) radical permission for two full days, just melt down, be angry, throw a tantrum, hit a pillow, whatever. And then two full days of introspection, total quiet, meditation, no electronics, And my office manager was like, people want refunds and, you know, all this chaos. And I just go, 48 hours. I'm only going to answer from a place of internal alignment and learning how to let myself. So important. Let myself have a tantrum. Let myself be totally human in those frequencies of of emotion, of sadness, anger, frustration. After a, a breakup, yes, grieve it. Absolutely. Be pissed. Absolutely. Melt down. Be sad. Then get quiet. Go into it. What am I learning? What is it showing me? The more quiet I get and I go into that place of connecting with the universe of what are possibilities here that my human mind can't see. And I can't do that when my emotional body's so activated, the waves are in the way of the truth. So I give myself permission to feel the pain or the anger or the grief. Then get quiet. What am I learning? What is this teaching me? Where is this an opportunity? How could I see it differently? Where is there a lesson here or an opportunity that I can turn into lemonade? And within, as soon as I spent two days in total silence, a hundred ideas came out of that. And we turned things around within three weeks. And the, the money that was refunded was doubled within a month and a half. Hmm. And still on mission, on purpose, even more. We reached more people. Our email list. Recalibrate and real. Right. I'm here to serve. I just do it in a different way. Like, wait a second. I'm about transformation. Everybody's going through it right now. Oh yeah. A game. It's not, it's not game over. It's game on. And I needed to sit in that perspective shift. I need to give a free, you know, free pass to melt down, but that, that free pass is not for three years. And it's also like what I love about what you're saying is as opposed to like some spiritual language would be like, where's the opportunity? Where's the thing first instead of like bypassing, where's the humanness (laughs) that you have permission for the grief, the sadness, the anger, all the things that aren't just permission, but like necessary. It's so necessary and it's necessary for the healing journey that we don't bypass, that we don't bypass Hey, I'm upset this person betrayed me in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm really pissed that my business just melted down. I have the right to be angry. You have the right to be sad when your bank account flips upside down. You have the right to be sad that a relationship didn't work or that your the business plan is going in a different direction. You have the right to grieve what you wanted to be 
that isn't, whether it's your health, whether it's something with your children, whatever it is, you have the right and necessity. So much distortion of our potency and of our, of our passion and our light is because we've bypassed pain from the past. Mm-hmm. And I've really come to in, embrace that process of what is this showing me so that, and let me get my feels about it so that I'm not bypassing it and then get curious, then get curious. And then get curious into where do I take this? What can I do? What is possible? What am I being taught? Yeah. What is it showing me? But, but I have, there's, there's, there's also a get quiet. Hmm. Let me just shush because the universe will have better answers to that than my human human brain that has limited perspective. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. When I'm asking from a quiet place and I'm asking from that place where I'm connected to unlimited possibilities and, and that universal energy that we were talking about before, there's a lot bigger, better answers to what is this teaching me and what is possible than if I'm just sitting in my own mind with it. And I, there's, there's that, I agree with that, there's a bigger perspective. That's what I was sitting. You recognize with. that when you get quiet and you clear the noise and the narratives and the messaging, like you got to go to school and do this or that, like all the things we're taught our whole life. When you can recognize that those are just things you were taught and not truths, right. you can now start to listen to the voice that says, Hey, you should do this or, Hey, you need to leave or, Hey, you need to stay or, Hey, you need to have this conversation, which is like, we want to know. Okay, well, if I have that conversation, how's it going to go? And the universe is like, no, 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 no. no. That's the thing where what, what, what we're talking about there is the difference between truth with a small T, like my limited truth. If I would have written the list of ideas from my little ego self, it would have been such a small limited list compared to if I am in... Spirit. Inspiration means to be in spirit, to be mm. in alignment with spirit. Now, wow. when I'm when I'm co-creating with the universe, and I am in that fifth dimensional place, which I can't be when I'm in my emotional body, but yeah. I want to honor my emotional body. Then we quiet. We're like, okay, that's why med- meditation practices are so helpful, so that. We can use those when we've been practicing that as an everyday muscle or however often a few times a week where we're learning to quiet the mind, then we can open to that unlimited self and, and not reach for the answers. The answers come, the answers, you will feel inspiration. You will receive truth with a capital T. You will reclaim that power that was lost in that transaction of the relationship divorce or that betrayal or that financial transaction going sideways, you will reclaim the part of you that is untouched by those things and unstoppable. In that place of connection, Mark, during those days of meditation and quietness, the, the fire, the passion, I was so lit up because the truth came in. Oh, this is game time at a soul level. This is what I'm here for. And My little brain wouldn't have gotten that. Even to get the surge of energy, like I'm sure to you, the listener, it's like if you're in any sort of micro disruption or discomfort, it's like fucking game time. Like this universe doesn't only just come to you in the meditation. It comes to you in a sentence or a word or a quote or a thing that says, hey, remember how you forgot that you're here and this is the curriculum? And like, it's game time. And I, I love that feeling because there's this like, there's something that's energized within us that says, you've got this. Like, it's time to show the fuck up and do the thing that you don't, people told you you couldn't do. Not that you don't believe on a soul level you can do. Because man, I know that if I was to listen to everyone that said to me, including very explicitly, mm-hmm. who are you to do 
the thing, which I did listen to them before I started. But once I started, there's this, I remember people would say to me before I started, just leap, just leap. And the universe will catch you. And I was like, again, how yeah, high yeah, are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why don't I go ask my crown chakra too? You know, can you put right? amethyst up exactly. my ass, you know? And they're like, yes. Uh, chakra talk. <laughs> That's good. I wouldn't have believed them till I had no choice but to leap because I knew and I was caught and I continue to be caught. Yes. And held. We're held. Right. This is in that place of connection. What happens is the, is, is the fire. That is our third chakra, our solar plexus, which means sun, where our confidence, what you're talking about, inner knowing, truth, power, courage all comes from that. And boy, I needed that because I had the wind knocked out of me like everybody else did. And it's how quickly we can go through that process of transformation with grace, radical honesty, compassion, and then connection so that compassion and then connection. Yeah. And then is, is connection the last step? I feel that, you know, depends on what I guess then action depends on what you're processing because if if you if it's been a trauma from decades ago then it might be like okay i might need some help i might yeah. need a process i might need support i might need a trauma therapist or a somatic therapist exactly. whatever the universe keeps drawing us towards right and you know why am i drawn to that work oh it, i don't know oh you do know exactly you know? and so i feel like when you're in that process we might need, you may establish when you're in that introspection and you're that with that self-inquiry, what is this teaching me? Then it's the answer. What is it teaching me? Okay. I don't know how to manage my finances. I need help with my health. So when we're in that self-inquiry. The acknowledgement of the truth. The acknowledgement of the truth. Then we have our, then we start to see where the gaps are and where the gaps are. We start to then say, okay, what action do I need to take? Mm. I might need a course. I might need a healer. I a might book, need a, thing. a fitness instructor. I yeah. might need an attorney. I might need, you know, talk to attorney about divorce. I might need to leave this company. I might need to start researching and taking action towards my dreams. And so in that process where you look at the gap from where you are and where you want to be, then that becomes the action plan. And that's where we got to we get to totally optional. The invitation is to then start implementing those tools. Ask for, when I was just in an analysis of my business, I'm like, you know what? I really need another financial expert here, or I need another marketing expert here. There's a gap. I'm frustrated. I really need a social media person. Like frustration gives me the idea to say, here's a gap that needs improvement. And that's where we take action. Or we don't, we go around the hamster wheel again. I remember when I was frustrated. I, th I love the, that you went to frustration because that's a good sign that it's something. Some, there's something you want that can be changed. Not free-flowing. I love that you brought forward frustration because when I think about like when I hired the first person in my business, I was frustrated and I hate administrative work. And anyone who knows me, that's not a shock. And <laughs> I remember my business coach said to me, Write down everything you hate doing and then make that a job description. Right. And I remember her saying, there's someone who loves that. And I'm like, there's no way yes. someone could love that. And the first person I hired, she's like, I love spreadsheets. And I'm like, no <laughs> hey. way. And I thought like, whatever you hate doing, it's someone else's passion. You know, and that is such, that was, and for me, that was healing because it was like asking for help or, or acknowledging that I needed help in and that, that's, that is in the reflection time when we have our like, ah, like frustration. I don't like doing admin work. And I remember with my business, just, I was like doing the healing sessions. And then you know, when my first business started, I was doing all the healing sessions, doing the marketing, doing the emails. And then I'm doing inquiries at the end of the night till 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, this is exhausting. I'm like, oh, great. Right. <laughs> I need to hire somebody. Yeah. And so... In that process of self-inquiry, there are pearls there. Maybe it's something needs to change, something that used to work doesn't work any longer, or something I've been doing really never worked, and it's time to be honest about it and get an assistant or make a different choice. 
And, or I need some help here. I need an expert or I need to heal a wound or I need a different tool. So there's a lot in that self-inquiry. There's a witnessing that comes in that. There's a witnessing and an honesty that out of that comes the path to take to, for it to get better. Like your course courses on, you know, relationship 101, like, yeah, you're going to learn why it doesn't work what you're doing and what to do differently. Same with a lot of the courses that I have and the work that I do. We're going to look at the core wound and we're going to look at the potentialism. We're going to look at the gaps between where you are and where you want to be. And that, you know, why I have a big smile on my face is because when people go through that journey and they get better at that process of self-inquiry, life gets really good. Life gets really good. And then we start to anticipate we're we're getting better. Like, Like one of the things that I've really personally experienced from your work is I'm able to witness now self-sabotaging thoughts or where I'm self-abandoning before it even happens, where before I didn't know that. That's an example of... Like moving the yardstick to like catch... Because self-abandonment is normal and human. And so it's like recognizing, feeling it. And then not doing it anymore. Yeah, it's It's normal. I mean, it's normalized. Well, it's normalized in that everyone does it to be in relationship generally. But that's what's really exciting about that is that the pattern changes. And when the pattern changes, your choices change. When your choices change, your life changes. And when you're changing those patterns for the better, you're making relationship decisions that, that serve your heart. You're making choices about your passion and your life purpose that aligned. You're not doing things that you hate if you hate spreadsheets. You're just, you're not doing it any longer, right? And, you know, we're also making decisions that align with our health. And, And also you said earlier about the vibration of community, you know, if you're drinking buddies and when you start shifting that, you start aligning with people that are also high vibe, doing what they love, you know, taking care of themselves and totally heart centered. And those are the people that you start to co-create with and thrive and, and play with like you and Kai and just, we just have fun, whether it, whether, whether, whether it's traveling or business cooperative, it's, it's like that vibration is going to birth a new paradigm here. Mm. You know, so for the people listening, for the people, <laughs> first off, thank you for sharing all of that for this conversation. Cause I think for you, the listener, I mean, there's, we might be in any part of that journey. And I, I think like we're always at some in different areas of our lives in different parts of that process. And so it more becomes just the way we live our life rather yeah. than this linear, Hey, I'm in the, this zone versus, cause as you said, as you practice it, it just Better. becomes your way of being. You experience information of discomfort and then you act upon the frustration and change. You course correct, course correct, course correct, which is life. Yeah. And so where do people find you? Where do they find more? Where? How do they do the breath work? All that kind of stuff. Thank you. Well, first of all, I have a free gift for everybody because I feel like there's this delicate balance between nurturing and self-care and compassion and courage, honesty, authenticity, and action. And those are feminine and masculine balance. So I want to give everybody a free guided visualization for balancing the feminine and masculine within. And I think as you individuate and create more sovereignty, the tool of having clear boundaries is essential. Um, As most of us have very hyper-permeable boundaries or none at all, or a boundary that we don't know how to actually maintain in a healthy way for ourselves and other people around us. So I want to give a discount for the clear boundaries course. So first of all, I want to take care of everybody listening in. And if you are still listening here, you're our people. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You're still tuned in here. Um, I am in uh, Sedona, Arizona. Shamangelichealing.com is where you can find me. And there's online courses. When you come into Sedona, let us know in advance because I book up pretty quick. Yeah. 
for private sessions and I do a lot of group sessions here. So if you're coming with friends or a mastermind or a retreat, then let us know and we'll take good care of you like we did when you guys came. And this is really, of course, the Shamangelic Healing Podcast. Yes. And maybe we'll have a link to it because all those, the links will be in those bio. two shows that you did on the Shamangelic Healing Podcast. Your fans are just going to go berserk for that because it was so <laughs> they fun were and fun. valuable. They were super fun. Uh, so the Shamangelic Healing Podcast has great content. And I'm on the socials at Anahata Ananda. I just know, appreciate, and respect everybody that's listening that there is something here for you. If you're still listening, there's something that landed and I, and we just invite you to, to deeply embrace that truth. And what, what, what will you do from this conversation? What is your next action step to help you along your transformational journey? I love that invitation. One thing to leave with is to just accept something that you realized is true. Yeah. And then what are you going to do with that truth that now change? that you've accepted it? Yes. Yeah. I think that's really a big part of knowing things because we can know a lot of things. We're on information overload, but the integration of it, if this is now true, or if I just heard a new truth, how does that change my reality? What would I do differently if that is really true? Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so grateful that you're here in Sedona and I'm looking forward to having you guys back here so that we can play an adventure. Last time we did a really long hike. That was fantastic. And, and um, you that was that amazing. Always. Oh always. my gosh. So let's play more outside. And I really deeply appreciate everything that you're doing. You are a role model and you're really showing up and shining the way for a lot of people that are having a different journey with relationships because of the work that you do and getting in front of the camera every day. It's <laughs> like, thank you. Really deeply. Thank you. Thank you. You're a, you're a love missionary. Appreciate it. <laughs> thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom. My pleasure. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, one of the best ways to support the show is to go subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any more. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it, or share the episode with your community on Instagram or whatever social place you like to hang out. This helps get it into more people's ears, and I'm so grateful for your support, always. Thanks again for tuning in. Much love.